Hey guys, welcome to my new podcast called Sitting Down with Tessa. I am just your average young mom to three children trying to figure out motherhood, life, and how to juggle a career all at the same time. But more than anything, it's my goal to creatively inspire beauty not only in my own life, but in your life as well. So I hope that you enjoy today's podcast and make sure to visit my website, www.tessacurby.com for more information. Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. I have been MIA for the last two weeks and for no other reason than I just have been busy (laughs) Um, and I have been prioritizing my family, which is a good thing since I'm in a really crazy hard time of my life right now and that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So thank you for those of you that continue to stick around and come back here and love on my podcast and encourage me to keep doing this. Some weeks are just harder than other weeks to get things done and obviously you can tell because I'm posting this on a Monday right before Thanksgiving and um, yeah, I just I wanted to get something out before the holidays started because I guarantee you I'll probably be missing some more weeks here and there between all that's going on. But anyways, today I am talking about eight things I'm sucking at as a mom. (laughs) And I mean that, I mean that jokingly, but I also mean that very seriously. Um, I think that I am in a really hard season and I think that I am in a really hard season of my parenting with my two and my three-year-old that I just have come to a place where I just don't know what to do anymore. I've kind of lost, uh, I've lost the drive to discipline them and discipline them well and to love them well. And I've kind of just gotten to my wits end. And so I'm talking about that today. I'm talking about what I've been struggling with because I think a lot of us struggle with a lot of these things. I am making light of the situation while also being extremely serious about how God has been transforming my heart during this time, what he's been revealing to me, things that I'm learning, things that I am trying to grow in, things that I'm struggling to grow in, um, because I think that we need to hold each other more accountable to how to love our children well, because mothering, parenting is not a skill it's something that you have to work at and learn and get better at and grow in it's not something that you're ever going to be perfect in it's not something that everybody's just good at and so I hope that these tools can help you as they've been helping me but I also hope that you can feel empowered that you're not alone and that your struggle is actually really real so I'm going to jump right into eight things I'm sucking at as a mom with number one being, I'm sucking at yelling at my children instead of choosing connection before I react. I am a yeller. Like, I just am. I think I look back at my life and I've always just kind of had a little bit of a temper. Uh, I can hear that word repeated multiple times in my head in memories from my childhood. Like, Tessa, stop throwing a temper tantrum. Tessa, chill out. Tessa, your temper is at an all-time high. Like, just just stop. And so 
becoming a mom um is very has been very challenging as far as maintaining a good even keel. My husband is really good at this. He's like he's a steady Eddie. He's always even keel. He is my anchor. Um and so there's times where I I feel like I'm okay, I'm I'm, I'm really really doing well. I haven't had any bad breakout temper tantrums of my own with the kids like I have been good and then all of a sudden like one day out of nowhere I'll just snap uh, and I'll literally lose it and then I you know right after it happens almost every single time I'm overcome with guilt and shame and just criticizing myself for being a terrible mom and that's when the enemy really attacks my character and he really attacks my heart and um and so yeah yelling at my children has been a huge huge struggle of mine number 2 disciplining <laughs> understanding that discipline doesn't mean punishment but the act of teaching my children how to be better humans and when i heard somebody say that recently cuz i've been like listening to parenting podcasts and trying to just get all the resources together that I can. When I, but when I heard somebody say that, I was like, oh my gosh. It was kind of just one of those moments, like those aha moments, you know, that you have sometimes in life. And it just put into perspective my role as a parent. That I am not meant to always be the punisher, the reinforcer, or the coercer. Like I am meant to help my children to become amazing human beings to walk out the destiny that the father has on their life like i'm supposed to partner with the holy spirit to help them walk in their destiny as a son or a daughter of the king and so disciplining is an amazing tool that i get to use as a parent and that i get to partner with the father to do with my children but that doesn't mean that I have to constantly be punishing my children. So creating uh, this this whole season, this, this, so these last couple weeks I have been trying to gather as many tools in my tool belt as I can on different ways that I can discipline my children to make them better human beings, not to make them fear me more. Does that make sense? All right, number three, putting my phone down. My six-year-old is getting to the point where she is noticing the phone in my face. And she'll say things like, Mom, take your eyes off your phone. Mom, 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 look up at me. Stop looking at your phone. Mom, put your phone down. And it it really jolts, my, jolts me whenever she says it because I'm like, oh my gosh, like my phone is in my face. I do run a business that's strictly on the internet. And so being on my phone or being on my computer is imperative. Like I have to be in front of a screen in order for all of this content to get to all of you guys. But that also sometimes rubs into my time with my children and it takes away time from them and I get sucked in and I get pulled into the emails and I get pulled into the messages and to the content creation and to the addiction of it. Like it is an addiction to some point and there are days where that are worse than others where I don't know how to balance. I don't know how to put my phone down and leave it down. And so 
that has been a huge reason that I've been sucking as a mom lately. (laughs) All right, and number four, I've been really sucking at this, creating space for intimacy with my children when I'm tired, angry, and annoyed. Our children, they take a lot out of us, right? They take away our time, they take away our energy, and they take away our connection sometimes. And what I mean by that is they require so much connection. So much. And, it, and it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. But at times it can be so draining. And it can literally zap everything out of you. So much that you get to the point of you're, you are not able to give any more intimacy. The fact, the, the thought of having to hug your children one more time, having to kiss their boo-boo, having to reassure them or having to pick them off the ground after they, you know, fell down the stairs for the 10th time that day is hard when you don't feel any type of desire to be intimate with them. When in reality, there are specific moments in the day where they just need you to kneel down beside them to get eye eye to eye with them and say, are you okay? How can I help you? I see that you're struggling. How can I be, how can I help you get through this, this, this moment? Or does mommy love you? Does she want to help you? Okay, so how can I partner with you right now to do that? There are just times where we need to be so observant on ways that we need, and ways that we need to engage in our intimacy with them on purpose, not because they're clinging to us, but because we see a need in them and we see they need our intimacy right now. So I'm gonna go over, even though I'm really tired, and I'm gonna get down on their level for the hundredth time today, and I'm going to speak their language right now. I'm gonna speak into their intimacy need right now. So I've been really struggling with that. I'm really trying to grow in that area. Um, getting down on their level has been somebody, I heard that, I heard somebody say that in a podcast, just kneeling down on their, on their level and getting, getting eye to eye with them is, has been transformative for their parenting as a, as a parenting strategy. And I was like, I never do that. And I found that when I started to do it, I'm not great at it still, like I'm saying, but when I started to do it, I started to see right away there was a difference in our connection. There was a difference in how they saw me. I wasn't standing over them. I was looking at them. I was at their level. I, I wasn't looking over them. You know, I was, I was with them. And I was asking if they needed my help. I was asking how I could love them better. I was asking them specifically what it was that they needed to get through that moment. Number five. Making time for each of them individually and loving on them uniquely. Not loving them the same because the father doesn't love us the same, although we always say that. He doesn't love us the same. He he loves us uniquely because he made us each so unique from one another, so set apart from one another that he, there's no way to measure love. So how can you say that he loves us the same? He loves us uniquely. So I've been struggling with loving them uniquely and loving them in the way that they need to be loved. And that kind of goes back with with the last one that I just talked about. But 
specifically more about making time for them individually. I, you know, my, my two and my three-year-old, it's almost like they're kind of, I treat them as like twins. Um, they do everything the same. They do everything together. I don't take them apart because I don't want to hear one complain about the other one getting to do something that the other one got to do, you know? And so I have a hard time separating them individually and making them two different people. And be like, you know what? I'm going to take you out on a date night tonight. Or I'm going to, we're just going to go outside and we're going to go on a walk, just you and I together. Or, you know, just doing silly things to us moms, but things that are so impactful to them and so meaningful to them. I am so bad at that. And I really want to get better about looking at them as individuals and as human beings and being like, okay, one day we're going to be friends. Right now, we're not friends. I'm your parent and you're my son or my daughter. But one day we're going to be friends. And I want I want you to know that I'm always for you. I am never against you. And so I'm going to sow into our relationship right now individually because you mean that much to me. Your heart means that much to me. What you love, I love. What you want to do, I want to do. And so I'm going to make time. I'm going to sow into that time with you because I want you to always know that I'm for you. All right. Number six, being critical of myself in front of my children. Whoo, this is so hard. Um, you know, I, I hear moms, I think I hear, I hear it more than I um, realize that I'm doing it, but I hear moms being critical of their self in front of their children, and it pains me. Like, it hurts my heart because I, you know, you always see, we're always so critical of ourselves. And so when you hear somebody else being critical of their self, it hurts you because you're like, no, but don't you see this, this, and that? And don't you see how amazing you are and how beautiful you are and how wonderful you are? Don't you see all these good qualities? Anyways, I have been criticizing myself in front of my children, especially because I am having to be, I have a social presence here on the interweb (laughs) and I have to be a little bit more in front of the camera and um, you know, on all the time, I find myself being super critical of myself. And so I've had to watch my tongue in front of my six-year-old, especially when, when I am feeling down about my appearance or my weight or whatever that might be and catching myself from saying, oh man, I feel fat right now. Or, oh man, I feel ugly right now because I'm not wearing any makeup or my hair's not done or look at me, I'm so sloppy looking. I, I haven't even gotten myself together tonight today and I'm so lazy because of that. And man, I, I, I don't even know how to run a household. My house is such a mess. Like, look at me, I haven't done anything today. Like, those words, they catch on to. They see that you're talking about yourself. And that you're defining your self-worth by the things that you have done or haven't done. Or by the way that you look or don't look. And so just instinctively, they start looking at themselves in that way. Am I doing that same thing? Am I not pretty enough because I don't wear makeup? Or do I not look good enough because I don't wear you know, th- these clothes? And so just criticizing myself in front of my kids has been a struggle and I that one that I'm working on I think that one that we need to all kind of look in the mirror and be like are we doing this in front of our kids too much 
And are we making them define themselves by how they look, how they dress, what they do or they don't do? All right, number seven, having grace for them to act like children. <laughs> like how simple is that? I so often just want my children to be act like adults. Like, come on, pick up your toys. I've told you a million times, but pick them up. Why do you do, why do, you do that? Or why are you throwing a tantrum one, once again? Come on, pull together. I told you not to do that. Or stop yelling so loud. Stop having so much fun, would you? Like you're hurting my ears. I forget that they're children and that that's okay. And that I need to act, let them act like children. Because there's going to come a point in time where they're going to think that they have to be adults, even though they're still kids. And then they're going to lose all their innocence and their naiveness and their ability to know how to be a child. Does that make sense? It's like we criticize them for being so helpless and for needing so much. Yet this is the time when they are like most moldable and most shapeable and when they possess the most joy and when they possess the most innocence and when they can bring light and laughter into a room just by a fart. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we make such a big deal out of their childlikeness when we really need to let them just mingle in it, just be in it, be saturated in being a child because they're not going to be a child forever. And then one day they're going to be like, man, remember how easy life was when I was a kid? I wish I could go back to that. So letting them just be their age, act like their age. I mean, obviously, you know, still, like I was saying earlier, still teaching them discipline and still teaching them how to be a good human being, but also letting them be kids. All right, and last, but certainly not least, is number eight. Realizing that parenting isn't a one-and-done process or a one-and-done technique. But allowing myself to have faith in the process of it and being consistent in it. Because, you know, we always want to have a quick fix. We always want to have a solution to the problem. We always want everything to be quick. Like, I want to have to discipline you one time. And that's it. And then you should get it. You should get it. Right? We all want to have, like, that magical parenting technique where everything seems to work the first time you do it when in fact like with my two-year-old right now um I am learning that literally there's I there's days where I have to put her nose in the corner mm, 30 times before she gets what I'm trying to say to her and I'm not even exaggerating like there are days just like that and then there are days where all I have to do is put her nose in the corner two times and she gets it. So it's not that it isn't working or the technique or the strategy that you're using isn't working. It's that you just have to be, you just have to have faith in the process and be consistent and know that it's not going to be a one and done technique or a fix. It's, there isn't always a solution to the problem. Sometimes it's just, if I have, I just have to do things over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, and it's redundant. And parenting and motherhood is sometimes super mundane. 
Like we don't ever feel like we're getting anywhere. It's like we're in one of those terrible nightmares where we're running as fast as we can, but we're going nowhere. And that's just the reality of it. But it doesn't mean that you're not a good parent because something's not working right away or because it's not working the 30th or 40th or 50th time. Sometimes you just have to keep doing it and be consistent in it. And then all of a sudden, one day you're going to realize that you haven't even done it or you haven't even yelled or you haven't even had to put their nose in the corner or you haven't even had to give them two options because all of a sudden they just get it and there's no need to continue doing that technique anymore because they're no longer having that issue. So these are just a couple, (laughs) a couple or eight other things that I am really struggling with, with parenting right now, but things that I'm really learning to grow in and walk in and be okay with not being perfect in. Um, And I think that a lot of us need to be here. I think a lot of us need to get to this point of being less critical of not being a perfect parent and more okay with we have a lot of flaws and we have a lot of failures, but I just want to be a better parent, so I'm going to do whatever I can to just keep working on my character, and that makes me a good parent. So you guys, I hope that you found encouragement and motivation and inspiration in today's episode. If you haven't, please go back and listen to other podcasts that I have recorded in the past, and I hope that you find enjoyment and, again, inspiration in those as well. Please share this with a friend or write a review in the review section on the podcast app if you can. Those things mean the world to me and they help an awful lot with the time that I spend here. So thank you guys again. You're amazing. I hope you have an amazing turkey day. Remember to be thankful no matter where you're at. Hey guys, thanks again so much for checking out my podcast today. I hope that you enjoyed and I hope that you'll come back again another time. But in the meantime, if you're new here and want to get to know me and my family a little bit more, you can find us at www.tessakirby.com. That's www.tessakirby.com. And if you want to see a little bit more in depth into our lives, you can check out my Instagram page. It is at Tessa Ann Kirby. Again, thank you guys so, so much for coming along this journey with me.